if you can get if you've got room in your budget for a planner even if you don't go the full hog and you just have them you know planning the day as opposed to actually they don't have to be there on the day like they have different price ranges I would 100% recommend getting a planner because it just takes away so much stress This episode of the You and Me podcast is brought to you by The Bridal Journey and Wonderlust Creative. This episode spotlights a gorgeous real bride and the process that she's undertaken to plan her dream wedding. I'm Laura from Wonderlust Creative, a bespoke wedding and event planning company that specializes in creating unique and personal events. And I am joined, as always, by Andy, owner of The Bridal Journey, a premium wedding blog and research platform the best go-to for all your wedding inspiration. Today on the show, we have the ever-gorgeous Lisa DeSantis, owner of the blog See Want Shop, See Want Travel, and her newly launched See Want Home, who married her beau Daniel in a country New Year's Eve celebration with 150 of their closest friends and family. Here is Lisa. Let's dive on in. Good morning, and today on our show, we have got the ever-beautiful Lisa DeSanctis, who is the owner and manager of her Instagram, C1 Shop, C1 Travel, and the new one that you have got up since you've bought your house is C1, is it Renault? C1 Home, close. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're on the right track. Almost. <laughs> So thanks so much for joining us, Lisa, and um, we're super excited to hear all about your um, wedding day. You snuck in that wedding day on New Year's Eve right on time. I think think it's going to be 2019 and 2022 has probably been the years that it would have been. So um, for all our guests who, you know, are are new and just joining the show, just let us know a little bit about yourself and um, who you are, what you do um, and where you come from. Um, So, uh, yeah, you've um, introduced me very nicely there. So I started a blog called See Want Shop um, probably eight years ago now, maybe nine years ago. Um, as a bit of a hobby um, and something to do. And, um, yeah, uh, back then, you know, blogging wasn't really uh, a job or a career. So it was just a way of me sort of, um, I suppose, showcasing my creative side because I'm a physiotherapist. So my life day-to-day was very science, health-based and I've always loved fashion, so it was just um, something nice to have on the side. And then over time, it it grew. And as you know, blogging and and Instagram obviously um, has really taken off in the last um, eight years. So it certainly um, turned into something that I wasn't planning or expecting it to turn into. And um, I'm very grateful that that it's happened. And um, I'm now able to... um, you know, uh, I suppose work for myself and, and yeah, and all of the, the, the fun flexibility that comes with that and, um, have this amazing audience that actually care about what I do, which is always still to this day, I find kind of strange because I, I just this, you know, normal old gal from Melbourne. Um, but it's, yeah, it's lovely to, to know that people care and, um, like you said, uh, yeah, I got married on New Year's Eve um, last year and snuck it in somehow before bushfires and coronavirus. So it was, I felt very lucky that, very lucky that we managed to get it in. Um, and you, how funny, I actually remember going to, because you used to have a store, didn't you? Oh, you opened an online boutique. I did, yes, I did with a girlfriend. Yeah, yeah. I went to the launch of that because we had snob. Oh my I, gosh! Yeah, snob. Hello, I remember you. And what was what was the what was your friend that you did snob with? Uh-huh. Yeah. And did you work at Camilla and Mark or something? I worked at um. Oh God, where did I work? I worked at Sass and Bide, and then I was Sass at, and Bide, close enough. Oh, who chops down with that? Why is my mind going blank? It wasn't Camilla and Mark. It was yeah. You, I remember you worked at some designer store. Yeah, 
yeah, we'll come. I did the rounds of Chad. Yeah, sure. yeah, yes, yes. I remember, and it was um right in Richmond, I think. Um, yeah, it was. It was. Um, but it's so funny thinking back, like how long ago was that? I reckon we would have alive oh, on at the time. Just had, you know, still young, and it was kind of before. Instagram and um yeah I know that's crazy yeah that was a long time ago a long time ago yeah that's funny and thought your name looked familiar there you go I remember snob you guys were so cool yeah it was like the um inspiration page you know yeah no it was great I loved it that was when Tumblr Tumblr was huge and it was all Tumblr vibes yeah I know Uh, back to wedding so how did your now husband Daniel um we met through um a mutual friend so I had a girlfriend who was going out with one of his friends um and yeah we just went out I was just going out um uh, yeah I remember it very vividly because it was uh, Australia Day Eve um and obviously that's always a really big fun night to go out um and I would have been I think 21 or 22 at the time and um yeah, decided to go out with my girlfriends and um, we went to just one of the usual bars that we go to in St Kilda and um, my friend brought her boyfriend, which was normal. I'd met him heaps of times, but then he decided to bring some of his friends um, who I'd never met and Daniel was one of those friends. And yeah, we kind of hit it off straight away, but I was like, you know, so young and loved being single and definitely didn't, like I'm not, parading that it was love at first sight or that I knew he was the one I was absolutely not looking or wanting to be in a relationship at that time um and shortly after we met I mean I remember when he asked me out I was really surprised because I was like okay like I like hadn't even occurred to me that it was just more than just something fun and then he asked me out and I was like oh okay yeah yeah we'll do that that's why not got nothing better to do with my time so um yeah, and then, um, again, didn't really take it too seriously. I mean, I liked him, but then I, I – it was just after I'd finished uni, so I, I ended up getting a job in the country up in Wangaratta, um, and so I moved up there, and I honestly was like, see you later, like not expecting him to, you know, want to um, pursue anything while I was living in Wangaratta, um, and we'd only been on a few, you know, a few dates before then anyway, and um, – yeah, lo and behold, he kind of kept in contact and then kind of, yeah, made the effort to come and visit me and see me up there. And then, yeah, from there it kind of grew and uh, I guess the rest you say is history. History. Because trying to maintain a long-distance relationship takes a lot of work, even though yeah, it's... Yeah, I understand that. Yeah, and I agree with that. But it was really good for me because I didn't want I was a bit of a commitment phobe so I Mm. it was really nice way of me sort of shedding that because I still had my own space Monday to Friday and I knew that that was my time and then on weekends if I saw him or whatever that was fine but it was a nice way of easing into relationship because in the past I'd I'd always kind of freaked out um when it when it came to commitment time so yeah, I know people say that, but it, for me it actually was probably a blessing in disguise because, yeah, it let us kind of grow to know each other. But I didn't – I never felt claustrophobic or like too much was happening too quickly. It was it was a nice way of really slowing down the pace for me. Um, and, yeah, and so I always look back at that and I'm like, I wonder what would have happened if I hadn't have moved, whether I, I would have freaked out and dismissed him. So it's interesting. Anyway, I know. it's it history. Well, yeah, exactly. I mean, fate and yes, meant to be. I agree with that. I definitely agree. Unreal. And so, so he, he pursued you. It kind of sounds like he was a bit. (laughs) Yeah. 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 He brings that up every now and then. (laughs) That's funny. He's like, why? It's like, what, like, why was I so keen to like, I like barely knew you and like you moved away. He's like, why? I was, I was young. Like, what was I thinking? Like, why did I care so much that I wanted to drive? you know, three hours every weekend. And I was like, I don't know. <laughs> but I'm glad you did. So, yeah, you could say that. 
Yeah. Nice. And so did he did he propose to you? You'd been together for how many years? Did you Yeah, break? he did. Um uh, 10. 10. 10. 10. Yeah, probably a bit over now. Yeah, so was it, was it a surprise for you after all those years? Was he able to keep it? No, not really. <laughs> I No, not really. I kind of said um, if you don't do it by – I got it got to the point when I turned 30, I think, I was like, all right, buddy, like we're not getting any younger. And I think I said something along the lines of you need – you know, something needs to happen before my next birthday. So yeah. before I turned 31 um, and like, not in a mean way. I'm not like, I'm not one of those girls. that's like, this is what has to happen. I was just like, but come on, like get your skates on, you yeah, know, okay. would love something to happen before my next birthday. Like you've, we've had enough time here. Um, no, he, he obviously agreed with that. He's like, yeah, yeah, you know, it'll happen when it happens. And then um, we uh, had a wedding in the Philippines and, um, and we were, where were we? Uh, I can't even remember the name of the island. We were on some island in the Philippines and um, it was the day of my birthday. So it was my, yeah. So he had waited that whole year <laughs> from when I'd given him the ultimate. Uh, and it was the day of my birthday. And uh, yeah, we woke up and we were going, because um, it was my birthday, I um, planned all these fun things to do because obviously it was my birthday and I was like, usually when we go on holidays, he's like, I just want to relax and do nothing. And which is great. When I was like, on my birthday, I'm like, I want to like lock in some things to do because, you know, we're at this beautiful island. So we'd locked in like sunrise kayaking or something through like this big lagoon in, yeah. um, in the Philippines. So we like, yeah, had the alarm set. And uh, I remember I got up <laughs> and I, um, uh, yeah, went to clean my teeth and I was cleaning my teeth and I walked out <laughs> bathroom still with the toothbrush in my mouth and he was like down on one knee oh. I was like what are you like toothbrush like toothpaste in your mouth I was like what are you doing and he's like oh happy birthday and then he had like this box in his hand I was like holy crap I was like wait and then I like went and obviously you know spat out my toothpaste and stuff and I came back in and I was like all right go you're on <laughs> and I didn't even know what he said I don't think he even said a speech I think it was just happy birthday um and he opened up the box and <laughs> You know, will you marry me? Something very minimal and simple, um, like the kind of guy he is. Yeah. Um, and then, um, yeah, and then I was like, oh, my God, this ring is amazing. And then I was like, but put it back in the box, hide it, because we're about to go kayaking and there's no way I'm wearing it kayaking um, because, like, who knows what will happen. So, um, and I didn't really wear it that whole holiday because it was uninsured and we are in the Philippines and we are on this island and I was swimming every day. So, yeah, um, yeah and we didn't, we didn't announce it. We didn't tell anyone until oh, – I think obviously we told – I believe we told my parents and his parents like that day, but then we, I didn't tell anyone else, um, um, anyone beyond that until we got home. Like um, because, yeah, we just wanted to – I just wanted to enjoy and be present and just have those – you know, remaining, I think we were there for another four or five days and just enjoy that time on our holiday. Um, yeah. It's special and you kind of can't really get that back. Like, no, I know exactly. We were camping when my husband proposed and yeah. it was the, we had no reception and we Love like that. Out so good and we text our family. Um, but then we were just like, we've got no reception, so we'll speak to you in a few days. And yeah, then that's fantastic. I love that. With the, your partner rather than going like launching into the whole okay well when are you going to get married then and what do yeah. you think dress because as soon as you kind of start that conversation with people it's on that's it that's all they for want to sure. talk about and you don't kind of get to enjoy that so it's so nice for you guys to have been away from the masses yeah it was really good I'm really glad we had that time and I'm really yeah. glad I didn't announce it straight away either it was nice it's so beautiful and then yeah. so um, were engaged did you have an idea always of what your wedding day would be like or had you kind of not thought about it or had mm, no nah, I hadn't really thought about it too much all I knew was that um I knew I wanted it to be fun and to be a party um and I knew I didn't want to have it in Melbourne and I knew that um yeah, I wanted to have a I wanted to have a destination wedding, but it was really, really 
um, important to us that um, Daniel's grandparents were there. He has all four of his grandparents still alive. Um, yeah, which is amazing. And so we knew that it couldn't be they, – they're, they're not um, in the condition to be flying um, or doing anything too dramatic. So it really, like, limited us. So I knew it had to be somewhere that could be accessed by car. Um but obviously within, you know, not too crazy far away. So that, I mean, that was good because it did narrow down the options. I know a lot of people get overwhelmed when if you could pick anywhere in the world, like there's a lot of a lot of places to choose. But for us, it really narrowed it down that um, it was really not going to be anywhere probably out of Victoria. Um, and at the same time, I wanted it somewhere that, had a connection to us um so again that narrowed it down as well um so other than that that's all I really knew and I knew I wanted it to happen quickly um because yeah I was 31 and I was like I don't I don't want a long engagement I'm not I'm not hanging around like we, we got engaged to get married um and I wanted it basically as quickly as possible um but all three of my bridesmaids were pregnant and had kind of I don't, I don't remember if they just announced, but they were early in their maybe mid-pregnancy by that stage. So I didn't want to have it too soon to them, like, being due. Um, yeah. yeah. So uh, the last two were due in October. So <clears throat> I was like, November's out, obviously. And then I thought early December's out because that's just um, too hard. And then I was thinking in my head, I was thinking January, February. Um mm as as the time to do it um we couldn't do anything later than that because um my cousin was getting married in London in April and my wow. whole side of my family we were all going to London for that so I didn't want it too close to that wedding um because obviously people balls you juggle though isn't it it's insane yeah but it made it easy I mean in terms of like okay we can't do it between so it really just narrowed down the dates I had like you know eight weeks really essentially that that worked and then when when we chose our venue they had maybe two or three dates available in that time and so it, yeah it kind of made it easy to be honest um that we kind of had those yeah stipulations I suppose because it yeah it, it, there wasn't too much choice it was just like yep bang bang and it, yeah we made all our decisions really quickly and yeah without too much stress which was nice and so you got married in was it is it Rutherglen is that where yeah, it's um technically it's the area is called Wagania but it's in the Rutherglen wine range wine region it's about five minutes outside of Rutherglen um the the estate All Saints Estates one of the Brown Brothers wineries um up there and it was it was a winery that we both knew well like when I lived up there when we first started dating we used to go to wineries um on weekends and that was one of the ones that we used to go to we loved it and so like I said before like I knew we knew we wanted a a venue or to have the wedding somewhere that in a region that meant something to us so immediately it narrowed it down to kind of up there up in that Rutherglen Wangaratta King Valley area because that's kind of where we first when we first started dating where we spent a lot of our time um, the other option we had thought about was down in Red Hill, um, which is a wine region down outside of Melbourne because we have a holiday house down that way. But there were just no venues down there that um, were big enough, really, for for the numbers that we had. So, again, that just crossed that off. And so we really only had one area to look at. And then, again, because of our numbers, there was only maybe three or four venues that, that I liked that were big enough for what we needed. So, again, it, it was it narrowed down the choices for us um, and we only looked at two venues and then yeah that was it how many um guests did you have on your oh, list? um we had oh, on the list oh goodness <laughs> that's a good question how many, how many did we start with oh my gosh well I'm gonna say like 190 ish Oh yeah, so that's a big wedding. <laughs> maybe two hundred, maybe yeah. Like, and but obviously we knew that not all of those people were going to come. Yeah. Like, we invited a lot of people that you know live overseas and whatnot, and you know, so we weren't expecting two hundred people to come. Yeah. Um, but that's how many we had on our list. So we knew we, I, 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 I in my head, I was like, it'll probably end up being about one fifty, which is what it, what it ended up being. Um, yeah like a beautiful number for all saints as well because it's this grand 
Described as like a castle. (laughs) Yeah, it is. It's like a Tuscan castle. Um, Yeah. And yeah, in an ideal world, I would have loved to get gotten married in Italy because Dan Daniel's grandparents are Italian and they were born there, and so we've got a big connection to that part of the world. Um, But uh, it was kind of the next best thing, Um, and we just knew we kind of when we we just when we went and viewed it, we were like, yeah, if we're going to get people to drive two and a half hours out of Melbourne um, and make the effort to, to come somewhere, um, let's make it somewhere worth coming to. And it's a very, it's a pretty iconic building. Yeah. It's like an old castle. The driveway is this beautiful tree lined driveway. It's just beautiful to look at. Um, and it's, yeah, like you said, like I said, it was just a place that we knew, okay, you can't can't get somewhere like this really anywhere else. So it's worth it's worth the effort of coming, um, of making the effort to come to the wedding because this place is so special. This episode of the You and Me podcast is brought to you by Michael Hill. Did you know the holiday season is the most popular time of year to pop the question? Michael Hill is the bridal destination for engagement rings, wedding bands, wedding day jewellery and bridal party gifts with beautiful pieces suitable for all budgets. They've made it easier and more fun than ever to find your dream ring with their new virtual try-on. You can try on over 950 different rings through the Michael Hill website via your phone or your desktop. At Michael Hill, there is the perfect piece for every bride with a vast selection of ring styles and shapes. You can even create one just for you with their new Solitaire Ring Builder. Their expert team will help you to select a ring that you will love. So visit michaelhill.com.au to book your free virtual or in-store appointment today. Like you were saying before, you know, you had a smaller window to be able to have your wedding because Mm -hmm. of your you had a smaller choice of your venues was your supplier choices and everybody that you chose for your day was it kind of as as streamlined as that process for you how did you go about cooking all your events because and that's another thing I mean that you've got to contend with being such a you know such a formidable force on Instagram and having such a you know a real and authentic page you would be constantly having people that would you would be able to connect with that could provide heaps of services for you, including things for your wedding day. So how did you go about navigating the supplies that you chose? In terms of like makeup, hair, photography, those sorts of things, I had a pretty good idea of what I wanted because um, working in the industry, I'm obviously exposed to those kinds of professions and people a fair bit. So for that, I I understand that for just, you know, your everyday girl and bride, trying to pick a hair and makeup artist must be so incredibly daunting because there's just so much choice out there and, um, you know, how do you know which one's right for you? But I was really comfortable. Um, I knew, I knew, I always knew who I was going to choose to do my makeup. Um, uh, um, it's a, a girl called Tess um, Holmes and she, she's done my makeup for so many events over the years and I love her and she, she's, always does an amazing job and I trust her completely and I always feel like I don't I never feel not like myself when she when she does my makeup I sometimes when you um get your makeup done you kind of come out and you're like yeah like it's incredible or they've done all this but it doesn't feel like me um particularly like if you don't wear much makeup or aren't really into beauty which I'm not so I I wanted to still feel like myself and still look like myself. And that was really important that I, I wanted to be the best version of myself on the day. I didn't want to feel like anyone else or that it wasn't me. Um, that was really, really important. And so I knew straight away that I was going to choose Tess. And so it's basically as soon as we picked our date, um, because obviously New Year's Eve is busy um, and we only picked it like in May. So what's six and a half month turnaround. Um, yeah. And so I, I remember emailing her straight away. I was like, tell me you don't have plans this New Year's Eve. And, uh, yeah, she didn't, which was great. Um, and then hair, that again, I, like, I've got a hairdresser that I've been going to for years, um, Edwards & Co., and who are great. But 
my hairdresser at Edwards and Co. She was like, it's funny, she's got this like phobia of long car trips. So she was oh. like, no, <laughs> she was like, no, I can't do it. But I, I do know a girl up there that can do it. Um, yeah, it was funny. I was like, okay. And I think she already had plans of a trip booked anyway, but it was funny when she first told me that. I was like, you're a funny girl. Anyway, um, but she, because Edwards & Co um, are quite, I suppose, a um, renowned um, hairdressing um, a name now across Australia, they run a lot of training programs. Um, and as soon as I told her, like, where we're having the wedding, she was like, oh, we've got this girl that comes to a lot of our training um, or has come to our Edwards & Co training who who lives and works in Wangaratta. Um, you should reach out to her because she, yeah, she, she knows how we work. And cause all I wanted was just like the, I call it the Edwards and co wave. It's just that lovely loose curl that just kind of sits perfectly. And, um, yeah. And so she was like, yeah, she'll know how to do it. She'll be great. I was like, perfect. So I emailed this girl and I was like, um, yeah, I, you know, I, I, um, I was recommended to you by my hairdresser in Melbourne. I'm, I'm getting married New Year's Eve. And um, she was like, yep, let's do a hair trial. And um, so, yeah, and that was it. I, I, I went and did the hair trial the same weekend that we uh, went up and did the menu tastings. And, uh, yeah, she nailed it. And she was really great. And she was local. And I loved that because I did want to use local um, vendors and suppliers as much as I could. Um, and so, yeah, it was great. And then photographer was really easy. Again, I've got a, a friend who I've had for a very long time, Beck Rocky, who is in the industry. So um, I had always um, been really keen to use her. I'd, I'd shot with her for other things, not wedding related. Um, and yeah, I, um, I, both myself and my husband have known her for years. And it, that was kind of important to me because Daniel's not like he's not in the industry that I'm in and he's, he's, he's not someone that I don't like, I don't, we don't do shoots together. I like, I barely post about him. Like he's not someone that loves to be in front of the camera. Um, and so I, when I was thinking about, it, I was like, it would just be good to have someone that we both know. And so she obviously fit, fit that bill. Um, he, he, I think he's even known her longer than I have. So, um, yeah, because she, she uh, married one of his mates. So, uh, yeah, uh, that was a really easy decision for me again. So those kind of things, I understand that I, I suppose working in the the industry that I have, I kind of, it made those decisions a lot easier than, than probably your everyday bride because I, I kind of had already these connections. Um, but that's kind of where it stopped. And then after that, um, everyone else that I picked was kind of brand new. And I just listened to my um, my planner, um, because she, she was, um, a local girl from, from up in the area. So she was like, yeah, I just, yeah, perfect. I was like, you, yeah, you live and work up there. Um, you know, who's the best, you know, florist to use, you know, who's the best, um, you know, everything. So I, I really just like handballed her and I, I completely trusted her. She was great at her job and I never really second guessed or like followed up with any of her suppliers, I was just like, yep, I, I trust you. You know, you know what you're doing, you know, the area I've seen your work. Like she was, she was, um, very talented and, um, and I loved the weddings that she'd done. So I, I just trusted her. And, um, so that from, so yeah, so for florists and wedding cake and all those bits and pieces, um, yeah, she basically made all those decisions, which was great. And then for videographer, that was one I, I had tossed, and turned about whether I do it, do I not do it? Yeah. I wasn't, I don't know, some wedding, a lot of wedding videos are just, you know, just ugh, a bit blah. Um, and that's, I don't mean to be <laughs> derogatory to anyone in the industry, but I just feel like they, I don't know, sometimes I just feel a bit posed or staged or I'm not sure. And yeah. And people are like, oh, well, you know, my photographer's incredible. Do yeah, really exactly, exactly. And none of my friends, none of my friends, I was the last kind of out of my close friendship circle to get married and none of them had it. And I was yeah. like, oh, am I just being a bit of a diva or like, you know, and then I was, uh, and I was kind of sitting on it for a while and I, I got, you know, I was speaking to a few different ones about it and I was looking up their work and they'd done like other amazing influences and people I'd known and um, I looked at their videos and they were great and they were, they were lovely videos, but they were, 
I don't know. They weren't. They just didn't feel like me. They like our. They just didn't feel like our, Like I said, our relationship. We're not very showy or, or we don't. I don't really show it a lot on social media, and that's kind of not what we're about. And I was like, oh, I just can't picture all us doing a lot of those things. So then, um, yeah, I was really just unsure, and I was probably about three months out, four months out, and I still hadn't booked a videographer. And then my wedding dress designer suggested a a videographer called Each and Every Moment um, and they had used them a lot for their campaigns um, and yeah I obviously mentioned to them that I hadn't picked a videographer and I wasn't sure if it was something I wanted to do and she yeah suggested I look them up and I looked them up and I was very very impressed with how they managed to do wedding videography but not the same as everyone else it um, it was a really nice, um, I suppose I felt like every one of the videos were different and unique and you could, you could almost feel the energy of that couple or who that couple were, um, through the video. It was, yeah, they're, they're very creative at how they put it together. And, um, I was on, yeah, I was on their page and I was looking at some of the videos and I was like, you know what? I think these guys might be the right fit for us because they're not, yeah, they're not kind of your typical, um yeah wedding video kind of uh I suppose style and for me they just felt right I just felt like they're not going to make us do anything that doesn't feel like us as a couple they're not going to ask us for too much PDA they're not going to ask us to pose or do anything tacky and and um yeah I yeah so I contacted them and um yeah they luckily they were also free and super keen and um, I remembered I'd spoken to a few other videographers and I remember speaking to them and they would, yeah, they just kind of like, we, we, we want to know like about you kind of as a couple, like, and we want to reflect that in our video. And it just kind of felt like they were showcasing it with just through a different kind of lens. And I really liked that about them. And, um, yeah. And then when we got our video back, we only got it back. <clears throat> like three weeks ago, maybe a month now. And yeah, it was amazing. Like I, yeah, it was, it was incredible. I was just like speechless. They've well, done, they've yes. nailed, absolutely nailed the brief. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So I think, I guess my, if my advice, if you are trying to pick things like that, like do ask, ask around because like that for example that was a yeah that was someone I'd never heard of or knew anything about and my wedding dress designer like recommended them so you know um ask friends or um ask other suppliers even ask your photographer um because they'll probably know someone um for things like that so I yeah it's always good to I think get a recommendation than trying to find someone um yeah off cold turkey I think that's kind of tricky and there, I love um, you gave good advice there when you were just speaking. I, I, I think a lot of people try and, you know, bring their favourite planner or, you know, recommendation from a friend across somewhere, but it's really great that you kind of went with someone local that knew the area and suppliers. Like I think a lot of people kind of miss that when looking at, their planners and suppliers like just absolutely well for me it was a no-brainer I spoke to a few places in Melbourne um and look they were great and they seemed to know what they're doing but I was like oh the logistics like they don't know they don't know anything about that venue whereas Sam she she'd done weddings at their other venues um she knew she knew their the venue's event event coordinator really well she lived you know, half an hour away. So if ever she needed to check dimensions or whatever, you know, anything, she'd just drive down there. Like sometimes she'd call me, she's like, oh, I've just been there and I've measured this. And like, it was great. I was in Melbourne. I wasn't have to worry about driving up there or doing anything because she, she was on the ground. Um, and honestly, yeah, that's a tip I can give to anyone that's maybe having a destination wedding is to get, yeah, find someone who knows your venue and knows the area um, because that'll save you so much stress. Yeah. And and your planner was from where, Lisa? So her name's Samantha Robinson and her business is called Forethought by Samantha. 
Um, that's her Instagram handle as well as her, I, um, I would say it's her website too, Forethought by Samantha. And um, uh, yeah, I just discovered her on Instagram because I was looking at my venue yeah. um, and, and looking at like what weddings had been done there and what, you know, how people had styled it and things like that. And yeah, they, I hadn't seen anything amazing. Um, but um, like I said before, um, All Saints is kind of part of a group of, of wineries that the family owns and they also own another winery on the other side of Rutherglen, which was another venue that we had potentially looked at. And so I started looking at that venue and having a look at some of their weddings. And there was this one that I was just like, wow, that has just been done so well. I loved it. Um, and yeah. And um, yeah, by clicking on obviously the tags discovered that Sam had done it. Um, and then I, uh, yeah, reached out to her and we just got along really, really well. And she just got me and um, we just clicked and I knew straight away that, yeah, she was going to be the best person for the job. And she was so excited because she had never done a, a wedding at All Saints and she knew the potential of the venue. And she's like, it's this beautiful, grand venue, but no one has done the venue justice with their styling or their layout or whatever it is and she's like we can just we can do this really well um and yeah I think we did I think we nailed it it looked great yeah exactly and so leaning on obviously her for a lot of your supplier recommendation and keeping it as local as you possibly could um did you come did you have any issues with um you know sticking to budgets did you have a budget for your wedding day did you get much from Sam about where you could end up eating or was it just No, you know, she asked me. She was like, you know, what's your budget? And I was like, what's a normal? Like, what, what's a normal budget? Like, I had no idea. And she yeah. kind of gave me like, you know, this is what this wedding costs. And she showed me this is what this wedding costs and yada, yada. And um, so like, yeah, once once I kind of said to her, okay, this is where I'm thinking, She, you know, she was able to kind of, um yeah stick to that um which was great and I was never super strict like I was never like it has to be this but like if for example like we looked at putting I remember I got a, a quote from it this was before we decided on obviously we went with local floristry but I remember getting a quote from somewhere down here for some floristry and I think that even made a difference like the price differences between Melbourne and the local ones like already the the prices was was so much better um, in the country than they were in Melbourne. Um, so I think that's an, oh, another really fantastic reason that if you're wondering whether you should choose someone local or bring someone up, um, yeah, I'm telling you now, like the, yeah, it was, it was significantly um, cheaper and more budget friendly to choose local suppliers. And then you move on to the dress. So you went with um, Taryn Wills Homes. Um, yeah. So tell us a little bit, did that, was that like a custom design or um, how did you go about it? So again, I, I went into wedding dress shopping thinking, yep, I've got a pretty good idea of what I like. I wear dresses a lot. I know what looks good on me and I know what I'm comfortable wearing. Um, but when I got in there, I was like, I'm just going to try on all the styles because that's fun. You know, why not? And very quickly it became evident that what I, in my head, what I thought I would get turned out very different to what I actually got. So I always thought I would have you know, nothing too tight, you know, kind of your A-line that would go out at the hip, um, not full princess, but something along those lines. Um, and yeah, I ended up going with something quite tight and body fitting, which I never thought I would do. Um, but I, my advice to, to brides is to just to try on every style because I'm telling you now, dresses on A, A, what they look like in the lookbooks and on the models I'm telling you now, always look different on your own body, um, particularly if you're not that model size. And B, they always look different on, from the rack as to what they look like on your body. So I just, um, yeah, I just tried on, I went to I think four or five places, maybe six, maybe six places actually, <clears throat> and just tried on a range of styles and all different kind of um, fabrics and um, a range of different designers and by the end of that I got a pretty good idea of what I thought I liked and what I thought I didn't. I'd always thought I'd probably end up going custom 
Um, cause I didn't think I'd find anything that I liked off the rack. I was like, you know, I'm never going to find something that fits. Like I know what I like and I know what I don't. I was like, there's not, not going to be anything that, that ticks all those boxes. Um, <clears throat> and, but then I'd spoken to a few friends that had, had two of my best friends had custom and they kind of recommended me if I had the choice of not doing it because whilst they obviously loved their dress on the final day, it's never quite what they thought it was going to be because you don't get to try it on until you try until it's made. Um, and so obviously if, if you want to do custom, that's great, but you need to be aware that you're not actually going to know what it looks like until the end. Um, and both of my friends were like, Oh yeah, like it was what I, it's obviously what I said I wanted, but when you get what you say you want, when you actually try that on, it might not be actually what you thought it would be. Um, so, and I knew I, I know myself and I was like, I know if I get something custom and it gets, and I try it on at the end, I know I'll be like, oh, it's not quite what I thought. Or like, yeah, I think that's the tricky thing with custom is that you can't try it on at the start. Um, so I ended up going with something which was kind of, I suppose, a good compromise between the two. And this is why Karen Willis Homes for me, they were just fantastic to work with because they were so accommodating to um what I wanted they basically were like you can pick an, an off the they don't do custom so they were like pick you know any of our gowns but within reason we can customize it for you um which was perfect because when I like I said before once I tried on all the gowns and I know people say this to you they're like oh you you'll know when you try on the one I never knew at the time because it was like probably a handful that I really loved but it's that one that you just kind of keep thinking about I just kind of kept going in my head. I kept going back to it. I kept thinking about it at night and I was like, and by, yeah, after, you know, a few weeks, it was evident that that was, that was it because I kind of couldn't, I kind of couldn't get it out of my head. I was like, you know, and then, um, yeah, they were great because there were parts of it that I really liked. Like obviously about 80% of the dress was perfect, but there was like this 20%. I was like, oh, you know, I'd love to change this about it. And that's why, um, KWH were brilliant because they were like, yep, we can change. So what did I change? I changed the length of the sleeve. I changed the neckline. I lowered the back. I added a belt. I put little buttons on the, on, along your bottom. You know how they do those beautiful, delicate buttons. I, um, added a split. I changed length of the train. I changed the lace edging around the train. Um, and yeah, I think that's so. I changed like about yeah, that like I said, twenty percent of the dress, and that's made it more me. Um, which was yeah, and then the final dress on the day was just I I just felt I felt like the best possible version of myself. I was wearing a dress that I loved and I was comfortable in. Um, and it was a really comfortable dress as well. And um, yeah, it was it was great. I I absolutely loved my wedding dress. And that's the thing, isn't it? Is that it, as glam as you can look, you're in it for what fifteen hours. You've got to be comfortable. You've got to be able to like yeah. walk around from the minute you put on to the minute you take it off, and just be able to be super comfortable and super happy with it. So, even like trying on dresses, even if you put it on and you think, oh, you know, this is amazing, but if you're bit awkward or if you've got to hitch it up it's it's you know it's gonna be a long day if it's not exactly you yeah and that's what I always whenever people ask me is like just as long as you feel like you you need to feel comfortable standing up in front of everyone wearing that dress you don't want to be thinking about you know pull like if it's strapless like pulling the bodice up you don't want to be thinking about if it's tight like you know pulling the pulling it down at your hips so it sits nice you just want it to be right and yeah I think that's really really important that's it that's it so you it sounds like I mean gosh you've had like an amazing collection of suppliers that has made your day super unique to you guys as a couple which is really important and I think something that some people when they first start their planning journey can um, get a little sidetracked from because there is so much option out there and and you know sure is really important to make sure that you're picking them to do the best for you guys and to make your wedding about you rather than about something else. So as your as the wedding day went on and it was a New Year's Eve celebration, so it would have just been, you know, 
the the most epic party did you have do you have one moment of your wedding day that you look back at and was it do you have a favorite part I mean it's probably like yeah it's tough because obviously the the whole the whole the whole time is incredible but there's kind of two that I suppose stick out in my mind um the first one is um, we had a, an outdoor ceremony. Um, it was in the Rose Garden, which is kind of next to the, the big castle structure. And um, just after we'd finished saying our vows, um, this big – it wasn't a windy day or anything. It was like a lovely, calm, not-too-hot day. But this big gust of wind kind of came out of nowhere um, basically as soon as I'd finished my vows um, and I'd handed the microphone back. and um, yeah, it took the veil just clean off my head. Like it wasn't, there wasn't any like me like struggling or getting tangled. It was like just straight out of my head, up into the sky, went all the way up and then just kind of like floated down and then like kind of ended up getting, st- um, like falling into a tree, like 20 meters away. And, um, one of our, you know, friends ran and got it, but it was just hilarious. Everyone started laughing. I was laughing and it was, people were running out. It was just brilliant. And, um, yeah, they, when I got the wedding video back, um, they had that moment and it was just great. And it was just like such a nice, lovely, and like the, I just, and the moment that it happened in the wedding, like it wasn't in the middle of speaking or anything. It was just, I don't know. I always think about that. It was just like this beautiful moment to happen. Um, yeah, it was cool. It was really cool. And then, um, My next probably favourite moment would be uh, the New Year's Eve countdown. That was really fun. So um, we counted down to New Year's Eve um, and then at midnight, obviously, everyone had a a, uh, pash. And then um, the first song, so my DJ had asked me, like, okay, what's the first song you want to play after the midnight countdown? And I, I... I had told her that we wanted to play um, Gimme, Gimme, Gimme a Man After Midnight by ABBA. And, um, <clears throat> yeah, which is a tune. And um, the two groomsmen um, had, had worded me and Daniel up before, uh, maybe like 20 minutes before. They were like, we're going to put you on our shoulders when, you know, when the first, um, after we've done the countdown. So we had the countdown, had a kiss. They, the song comes on, they put us on our shoulders. Uh, us on their shoulders and then me and Dan like in the middle of everyone um up on the groomsmen's shoulders um and everyone was yeah basically singing um give me a man after midnight by ABBA and a few people had party poppers and it was just electric like the dance floor was going off it was so good it was brilliant (laughs) yeah it was so fun and it just really just kicked off the new year amazingly um and yeah I just remember that like so vividly it was so much fun like honestly just I just felt like I was just like on a on cloud nine you know when you hear that expression I was just the happiest it was so it was great yeah question have you got any words like what's your best advice for future couples yeah, I get asked this a lot. I I think it there's there's obviously I think so, like like I said before there are so many options out there. I think if you can get recommended something, then that's so much easier than trying to find something cold turkey. Um, if you can get if you've got room in your budget for a planner, um, even if you don't go the full hog and you just have them. Um, you know, planning the day as opposed to actually they don't have to be there on the day. Like they have different price ranges. I would 100% recommend getting a planner because it just takes away so much stress um, from the day. It'll make, it'll allow you to enjoy that engagement bubble, which is such a precious time that you'll never, ever have again. Um, And I, it just made such a difference um, for me because I like I'm not I'm not a stressed out person and I'm very easygoing but I had people around me that were very stressed out <laughs> um like family members and etc not naming names and um and it was really good to have this planner to 
I sometimes I'd, I'd just be like, you can, if you're, you know, if you're stressed about what's happening here or what's, you know, what's, you know, the run sheet looks like or anything like that. I said, just call Sam. Call like rather than calling me and like being like, oh, what's going to happen with this? Or can I, can I, can I do this uh, and then leave and then come back? Or like, cause there were lots of kids and things, um, you know, that came to our ceremony, but who obviously, well, we didn't have, well, we did have kind of have kids at the reception, but <clears throat> because I had nieces, nieces and nephews, but anyone kind of beyond that, no. And um, so just like, just logistical things. Um, I was just like, you can just call Sam. She'll let you know. And I just found it just, yeah, it just made my life so much easier. And the fact that we were having a wedding in an area that I didn't know the layout or local vendors or local suppliers, um, to have someone have all that knowledge, uh, was just super, super invaluable. Um, so that would probably be my, yeah, my biggest tip if your budget can, can allow it. And to just obviously enjoy the planning because like I said it is this bubble that you'll never get back again um and make sure that you're not doing anything or planning a wedding that doesn't feel like you if if ever you're getting to the point you're like it's getting too too much or too beyond us or it's not we're not enjoying it anymore then um you're probably not planning the wedding of you know that really reflects who you are as a couple so um that's really important to make sure that it feels right and that you're comfortable with what you're doing Uh, Well, Lisa, thank you so much for joining us and you've got an incredible list of suppliers. So we're going to make sure that we will tag and link all your suppliers um, over on the You and Me podcast. But thank you so much for joining us. And you've just got us so excited for weddings again. My God. I know. It's such a fun time. I'm excited to go to them again. Well, if we're allowed, we've got a wedding in um, South Australia, which is I was already got being postponed once and then they've said um, it's happening whether or not Victorians can make it. So, um, yeah, so yeah, we either get there and we're allowed to go or we don't get there and we'll miss it. So anyway, we'll see. But we've got, yeah, we've got a few coming up. Hopefully everyone just keeps doing the right thing and uh, yes. all that to come down and we'll get a little bit soon. So. Exactly. Hopefully. Hopefully. Well, thanks so much for joining us, honey. And um, it was great to chat. Thank you for having me. It was really lovely. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of the You and Me podcast. If you're after any of the suppliers mentioned in today's episode, you can head on over to our Instagram page at the You and Me podcast and jump into our episode release where we've tagged all these incredible suppliers featured in this interview. If you're a bride or groom and would like to chat to us about having your wedding featured on the You and Me podcast, you can send us a submission DM to our Instagram page at the You and Me podcast titled Real Couple Submission or message us on Facebook at www.facebook.com forward slash the You and Me podcast. Leaving reviews, rating the episodes, sharing the love with all your loves and subscribing to our podcast really helps us to continue producing the amazing content designed just for you. So don't be shy. You can also follow our ordinary lives with Andy over at The Bridal Journey and Laura at Wonderlust Creative. Thanks for joining.